I want me some glory hope. To the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We're listening to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ooh, Bo Cephas, here we go, buddy. It is New Year's Eve time, and that's when all the losers will be making their resolutions. So naturally, right here, right now, I'll be making mine. And, uh, you know, listen, <laughs> with, with your blessing, I'm going to do it, do it live right here on the podcast. And it's just three simple resolutions, nothing crazy, and it goes like this. Number one, I would like to call my mama more. Number two, I would like to possibly lay off the booze a little bit. And number three, I would like to stay away from those fast women. And, of course, I look forward to that phone call to my mother on January 2nd and telling her, two out of three ain't bad, mama. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? Your baby boy likes hot titties and cold-ass beer. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your asshole. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. You're a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way. The winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. <laughs> we will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on a sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the bear heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking a Solstice Lager from Stella Artois. 
Brewery yeah. in Belgium. Yeah, I give it two out of five stars. Not a great beer, but this is, like you said, New Year's Eve time, New Year's time, and it reminds me of why we celebrate New Year's, which is the winter solstice, and that, of course, is the darkest night of the year, and that makes for the cleanest moon, which is why mm-hmm. we carry on the mm-hmm. pagan tradition of New Year's resolutions, as you mentioned. So it's a fresh start, buddy, and i got to tell you my New Year's resolutions now, and they oh, are right. to... Not give my time to people who do not want to be helped, mostly liberals. And number two, don't ever make a kid because this world is headed to shit. And just like Denver's defensive coordinator, who turned down his chance at interim coach of the Broncos, I have the foresight to know that I don't want anyone to remember that I was ever a part of this shit show. Mm. No, I don't. I don't rubber stamp that second part. I, I was with you on part one. <laughs> part two, you kind of went off the rails a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, speaking of going off the rails, we're going to the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every, and I mean every win in the NFL in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to get you paid on those free picks as we continue to do. But right now, we got to get you paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by YankumCars.com. Are you tired of car dealerships telling you that your credit is too shitty to buy a car? They always say the same old cliches like, your credit sucks so bad that you should be sterilized, or how the fuck have you even lived this long? And of course, the classic, I would literally punch you in your stupid, shitty credit having face before I sold you a fucking car. Well, if you've heard any of those tired old lines, you need to go see our friends at yankumcars.com. At yankumcars.com, they don't care how much of a low-life fucking rat you are, they'll sell a car to anybody. All you have to do is put a little money down and BAM! You are off with your slightly used piece of shit in no time. And the best part about shopping at yankumcars.com is you don't have to worry about missing payments with their 100% forgiveness program. If you miss one of your weekly payments, they won't call and harass you and your family at all hours of the night about it, they would just simply come by your house and yank that motherfucker right out of your driveway. Talk about hassle-free. So get your broke ass over to yankumcars.com today and put in our code word glory hole for 10% off your next spectacular fucking failure. That's yankumcars.com, code word glory hole for 10% off the only deal in town for you. Literally. One more time, yankumcars.com, code word glory hole. Holy shit, Longhorn, that Yankum Cars sounds like a hell of a business there. <laughs> I maybe some people's resolution should be to you know I don't know pay their car note and they they wouldn't get that motherfucker yanked out of their fucking driveway when they don't make that weekly note. I don't know. Well, I think I have a little. I think I got a solution to your whole pan pam problem with this having <laughs> bringing bringing kids into this world. See what you do is when you have if you have if you have the the God's blessing of having kids and they happen to turn out to be. They identify as liberal. You just call old Yankum Yankums over there, and, and you you throw one of those fucking liberal kids in the car. You stop paying your car payment. <laughs> two, you kill two birds in one shot. <laughs> and now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking. Not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? All right, boys.
boys and girls, as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week was fucking Huss in college, baby. Three, one, and one. One asshole away from a four and one. We'll get to that in a second. And us on the podcast, big dick pick and trend of the week on Green Bay, and my motherfucking buddy hit the sounder on Houston. Said they were going to get their second win of the year. There is not mm. another fucking podcast in anywhere in the world, which is why we're number one, that said that last fucking week. Not one. I'll challenge you to go to listen to them all. Bet nice. you can't do it. Anyway, lots of great fucking news last week of the podcast. Lots of great fucking notes, leans, likes, as fucking always. We just continue to fucking give you the good good, baby. Yeah, I don't even remember saying that, but yeah, that's that's awesome. Good call. Now let's, get to, now let's get to the bad part. All right. The bad was us in the Super Contest and the NFL overall. Uh, the Super Contest is over for us. We won't cash in any of the cash contests. <clears throat> it does suck to be out with two, le- two weeks left. I got to be honest. I'm having trouble finding the motivation to fill out a card for the last two <laughs> weeks, but I'll turn something in. But, yeah, that, that sucks. Well, on the bright side... Uh, I did look at the standings, and we're still just one, I mean, just just that one elusive win a week from winning the whole thing, which, you know, this is our second year in it. I, I'm pretty sure at some point we're going to be, we're going to win this thing, and we're going to hold up that big giant cardboard check, and, you know, we'll take it home, and I don't know, I guess we can just, like, post it on the wall and, like, just have sleepovers, and we can both just stare up at the wall at it. Just, and, just and, give me one of those big checks, I don't care. Yeah, he got that's, one. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> All right, now we move on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? And this week, that award goes to we had U Law Law plus seven. They were the last leg of the three team money line parlay that I put out. They had the ball on Houston's eight yard line with two minutes left of a tied game. Longhorn, they're going in to take the late lead, first and goal on the eight. And they fumbled the goddamn ball. So now, my money line parlay is mostly dead, but it's less than two minutes left. We need Houston to either drive slow enough that they'll settle for the field goal or just get stopped and punt. And, you know, we're still alive. But they drove the ball slowly. They got to U La La's eight-yard line with 20 seconds left. Okay. We can kick the So, of course, you just center the ball and kick the field goal, call it a day, win the ball game, Nope! Dana Hogerson decides to feed his star wide receiver one more touchdown on his way to the NFL and fucks us right in the ass with a fucking push. You motherfucker. Is that that, is that, that freaking homo with the mullet that used to coach at uh, West Virginia? Oh, yeah, that's like, oh, and he's the guy that famously says, I don't give a shit about bowl games. I'm interested in recruiting, so I don't even prepare my team for bowl games. Which is why we were on Ulala plus the fucking seven. And again, they had a chance to win the game outright. But nah, when it came down to it, he's like, you know what? Ah, fuck him. Here's a touchdown. Yeah, you never trust a man with a mullet. It's just, it's not, uh, it's not a good look. Not a good look. That is the goddamn gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's 
Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Bells, boys and girls, we are running out of fucking bells. It is week 17 of the NFL season. Long. We still got fucking money to make and games to handicap. We're gonna start off with those top Brady Buccaneers. Three point home favorite consensus right now over those Carolina Panthers. Let me scroll all the way down to that one. That's We are way out of order this week. That's okay. Um, this one is this one is kind of the trap game for me this week. It's a little fishy. It's a little trappy. We don't have a dropper this year. I mean, we'll, we'll do that in the offseason, come, come out with something of a, about a trap game of the week. Um, I think Carolina's the better team here. but I don't. So I don't understand why they're getting the plus three when they're clearly playing better than Tampa right now. Now, obviously you can say it's Tom Brady and actually I do have a lean to Tampa Bay in this game specifically because I want to go against this, um, this, this trappy situation. Um, Caroline's getting 95% of the cash, 95%. Everybody and their mama is on Carolina here. Um, and, the Your books don't seem on everybody, so that you know, whatever. Yeah, and, and I'll <laughs> I'll tell her that when I call her uh, when I when I call her on January second. Um, so I don't like to be on something that everybody else is on. on like to fade that. Now, obviously, that's probably a lot of pro money too. So that does give me pause. But bottom line, this just smells. This line smells. I like to go against that, fade that. So I'm going to Tampa Bay. And the only way I think Carolina wins this game um, is if they blow that. If they blow Tampa out, obviously, <laughs> clearly. Hey, if they look, boom! If they score more points, they're going to win the game. Like obviously, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is they need to they need to roll Tampa Bay to win and cover this game. If it comes down to Tom Brady at the end of this game with a chance to secure that division and win this game. We all know how that how that story ends. So, I'm gonna fade the public here and fade everybody. Looks like and take uh, and lead to Tampa Bay. What do you got? Well, I've got a scenario that fits exactly what you just said. Kind of, nice. Nice. kind of. So the numbers agreement on Carolina. Look, Tampa Bay is not a good football team. No. I I liked them last <laughs> week going to Arizona versus a fucking quarterback that I said on the podcast is not an NFL quarterback. He's still not. And, uh, yeah, they barely won in overtime. Uh, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. is on uh, one of our big, big fade trends we've been tracking all year. So, week 2015, or sorry, year 2015 on, week 13 on, home favorites 3 to 5, 49 and 75. Now, on the year, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 3. And we have three teams on this this week. That was the one we touched a couple weeks ago. The 3 out of the 5, we're not going to cover. 
And that's exactly what I actually, four out of five didn't cover because uh, the other one pushed. And this week we have three teams on that trend, so I'm gonna go ahead and say two out of three of these will not cover. Uh, so they're on that trend. And then Carolina is in our number one spot and our new spot, 86% covering on the year for Carolina there. Now in our new research, Carolina's the coin flip spot, 50-50 on that. But again, with the numbers, I like Carolina to take that over the edge. And then here's this trend that backs up what you just said. 2012 home favorite, week 16 and on. Four more straight ATS losses, which that's what Tampa has, versus somebody that just came off an ATS win. One and two all time, but plus 0.17 ATS margin at three and oh straight up. I'm going to call it right now. Tampa Bay kicks a last-second field goal and wins this game by one or two, and Carolina covers. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that, too. I just, it just smells. It just smells. It smells. smells. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, fuck. God damn, these games are out of order. All right. The fucking Washington Redskins are two-point consensus home favorites over those Cleveland Browns. Two points? Uh, It's split between two and two and a half on the two. But it's 110 everywhere. It's literally painted both ways. So I don't know whatever you want to call it. Well, this is a this is definitely a disgusting game. Uh, this is, I mean, I haven't done a Hello Corner TV game, I think, in two weeks. But, I mean, we're getting, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. So it, these games are fun to watch for lots of reasons. But... I don't see a lot of motivation for Cleveland here, and the fact that their quarterback has looked lost since he's come back, I don't see that changing. And I don't really think Watson's not going to look right until he gets an entire offseason with his offense and these receivers. So I don't expect that to change. Um, Washington obviously still has a shot at the playoffs um, in this scenario. So, look, Wentz, I get it. I know he's, I know he's coming in. I know he sucks, but for God's sakes, man, can you just come in and get a win? I don't know. It, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be that hard. And the fact that um, Cleveland is dead last at stopping the run, and Washington should be able to come in here, or they're at home, so they should be able to come into this game, run the ball, control the clock. Wentz, just can you just manage the game? All you gotta do is you don't just. Don't fuck it up. That's all you gotta do when you win, and you win this game. It's minus two, minus two and a half. Just win the game, kick the field goal, get the fuck out of there, and keep your playoff hopes alive. I gotta lean to Washington. I don't see. It. I don't really see any other. How do you bet on Cleveland? How do you bet on Cleveland right now? I don't know that you can, especially at two, two and a half. And if you're talking three, three and a half, maybe I'll think about it. Current line, lean Washington. Yep, it's a zero delta uh, in our numbers, no call in our power rankings. Like you said, Washington has benched Heineken. He went full skunk on mm-hmm. us, as he always does. That's just what he does. Uh, yeah, zero chance that I could back Washington with Wentz back in. They don't like him. They don't want to be his quarterback, but it is what it is. Like At some point, they, they fucked up a long time ago. They should have just played the fucking rookie and punted on the season, but whatever. They're in the spot. I think there's they're like a 17% chance at this point to get in the playoffs. It's almost next to nothing. So you literally fucked off a whole season. You could have learned about a rookie quarterback. Whatever. We're here now. Uh, 
Cleveland in the new spot. 100% covering on the year. However, it's only two games. So this is a very rare matchup in our new spot. So I don't want to oversell that. But in our new research, Cleveland is in the number one spot. 63% covering. And the last two years of it I've done, 53 and 37 in the spot. That's 59% cover. And then, but I didn't want to back Cleveland. I don't really still don't want to back Cleveland. But I did find this trend. And it's pretty fucking amazing. Um, since 1989, Longhorn, long time ago, mm-hmm. we, you were like 30 then. I don't know. But yeah, week 16 and on, <laughs> if you're a home favorite and your winning percentage is 50%, as it is in Washington, 13 and 37 ATS. That is 26% with a negative 5.2. For ATS margin. Then, if you add on to the fact that you're favored by three or less, which I expect this game to close three or less, four and thirteen, eight point two one negative ATS margin. That's twenty three point five percent. Now, if you want to say, "Well, fuck all that old shit. What about the new shit?" All right, fine. So, two thousand twelve and on, you're oh five and one ATS with a negative eight point three nine percent. Or no, sorry, negative 8.39 ATS margin, 1-5 straight up. The only reason why this isn't the trend of the week is because I really don't want to fucking put my money on Watson because <laughs> this team, for me, seems to be full of dysfunction. He can't seem to play quarterback anymore. He's forgotten Longhorn that he can't throw left because he has a lazy eye. Every time he throws left, it's interception. I don't know when he forgot it or where he forgot it. Stop throwing left, you dumbass. And fucking throw to the right, and you'll do okay. But whatever. But with all that negativity going towards Washington and for Cleveland, I cannot, cannot back Washington. It is Cleveland or pass for me. More than likely pass, but Cleveland or pass. I think he can. Th- I think he throws the towel off to the left when he's getting a massage and just just <laughs> throws it. <laughs> He completes that one every Maybe time. that's how he got his lazy eye. He fucking, because yeah. he's right-handed, so of course, you know, if you're right-handed, mm-hmm. fellas, you jerk off, your shit, you know, leans to the fucking left, and he comes in his left eye. He's becoming his left eye his whole life. That's why it's lazy. We just solved the riddle. He's been yeah. coming in his left eye his whole life. Holy just, shit. No, nobody else is going to give you that. Nobody else is going to give you that breakdown. That's what I can promise you right now. I'm going to turn your mic off for a little bit. You're, you're, you're just... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We're, <laughs> we're going to move on to those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. And this line is all over the board, Loghorn. I... Uh... Oh, if I had to give it a consensus right now, I'm going to go ahead and say six, six because that's what I say. I see the sharpest books. So let's say Philadelphia Eagles minus six versus those New Orleans Saints. Yeah, this is a very interesting game. That uh, A lot of things going on here. Motivation for both sides as Philly can clinch home field with a win, but um, New Orleans is not eliminated yet. So... You know, you can. Uh, sounds like you got the calculator pulled up there, so you can tell me what that is uh, as we go. But uh, Gr- Green Bay and Minnesota don't don't play until three o'clock, okay, in this slate. So Philly, who plays at noon, won't know 
if they get the loss from Minnesota uh, yet to to clinch that up. It's almost like they planned it. Yeah, a little bit. And then Tampa plays at the same time as this game, so New Orleans uh, also won't know if Tampa has wrapped up that division. Um, so, and then and you got the hurt situation. You know, he's saying he wants to play. It's kind of unknown. The line movement that you're talking about, that's all over the place, trying to figure out, like, how do we play this, uh, whether he's in or out. Uh, just a lot of things. I, I think I like the matchup for New Orleans. I actually really do against this team. Uh, they're, they're one of the teams who, in theory, should be able to match up in the trenches with Philadelphia, which that's one of their huge advantages against most teams is in the trenches. New Orleans has the players on both sides of the O-line, D-line to negate some of that advantage, especially with Lane Johnson, who is out with a uh, with an injury. Um, so uh, all in all, I do lean to New Orleans. Um, I, I, I guess question, like if Hertz gets announced that he's for sure in, what do you think this line goes to? And then also on the flip side, if Hertz gets announced he's for sure out, what do you think the line goes to on the the other way? I think he's for sure. They're they're hedging this obviously. If he's for sure out, um, I, it's it's I think four and a half is probably fair. If he's for sure in, it's going to go over the touchdown. So you're you're looking to range from four and a half to seven and a half. That's 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 what I would say would, would be fair. And I think I like New Orleans both ways because if he does play, you know, I mean, he, I mean, he won't be a hundred. We know he won't be a hundred percent if he does play. So I, I mean, if it goes over seven, you get that seven and a half. You got value New Orleans that way. You got you know value New Orleans if it does go down to the four and a half, five, whatever it lands at. Bottom line, interesting game, a lot of moving parts. I do like I do like and lean to New Orleans here. All right, well, it's a no-call on our power rankings. The numbers are split here um, because, again, like I said, the numbers hedge. If it was obviously with Hurts out, it would probably be agreement uh, to feel if the line was true to that number, but it's not at this moment. So that's how we have to grade it, how we have to grade it. However, uh, New Orleans is on a very good trend for us on this one. It's one of our bigger trends. It's the 2015 team average turnover margin of zero, and the they're playing... Or, sorry, if the team average turnover margin is more than one better than the other team and they're playing a team with three losses, then 184 and 145, and that trend is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 2 for us Longhorn so far in the year. So I love that for New Orleans. The new spot is on New Orleans at 61%. The new research, the New Orleans... Saints are in the 50-50, one of the 50-50 spots on there. Now, as far as the matchup, though, I'm kind of, I lean against you on that. And a few things that I wrote down here, you know, Philly put up 34 points on the number two DVOA defense, you know, last week against Dallas, but they only ran for 87 yards. And New Orleans is 15th on defense, so not a bad defense at all. But they're 21st against DVOA against the rush. We know what Philly loves to do. They're the number one DBO rushing team. However, without Hurts, that's a you know it takes a big fucking hit on yeah, that. So against good. a top five run defense like Dallas, of course they had a drop off. But in this game, you know Philly can stay committed to the run. New Orleans sucks at stopping the run. They can absolutely run the ball right up their ass, and that's exactly what they're going to do now. But the bigger question for me came down to: Can New Orleans score enough to keep up with Philly? 
Well, since week nine, they've scored 13 points versus the number eight DVOA defense, 10 points versus number 12, 27 versus the 16th, zero versus number one, 16 versus number nine, 21 versus number 30, and 17 versus 24. The Eagles are fifth. So, and added that, the D- Eagles are also the number two turnover differential team in the league, which at this point of the season, boys and girls, that means something. That's, turnovers are cyclical, but generally cyclical by year. So if you've got a year where it's going for you, it just goes for you. If it goes against you, it's going to go against you. New Orleans is number 31. So Philly's got to kind of horse you up their ass on the turnover part. New, or New Orleans is, you know, got something up up something else up their ass not a horseshoe definitely for the turnover part hmm. so all in all I, I don't hate your lean I, I definitely don't feel strong enough to go against you on it I don't feel that strongly either way on this game uh, I think the number is fair with Minshew in the game obviously the Power Rangers are saying that if Hertz comes in and he gets a 7.5 uh, there's a lot of other trends that come into play that will be slamming the fucking Eagles at that point especially because you know, they can't clinch the number one seed. However, with him out, I think they're still motivated here to get the number one seed, but I did the I did the odds if if they lose if if they win, obviously they get the number one seed. Right now they're like uh, 90% to get it. If they lose, they're still at 81%. So it's not like it's fucking do or die. New Orleans it very much is do or die for them, so I mean you could say max motivation, but I think the only reason why it's max, I, I, I think you're, I like your handicap better with Hurts. I think if Hurts was playing, it'd be more max motivation on New Orleans than it would be Philly because I know they got one more game with their starting quarterback. Without him in, I think they might still start to feel some pressure, and I think that Philly's coach is smart enough to know they should be able to just run the ball all over New Orleans and keep this a low-variance game. He had to play a very high-variance game. With Dallas, because Dallas just stuffed their fucking ass on the run. They could not run the ball at all. And you had to make the mustache. My boy throw it like 45 times. I love the kid. That's not his game. You saw it. You know, had some picks, had some fucking other turnover-worthy plays. That's just not the game that he wants to play. If he can keep Minshew to 30 attempts or less, then I think that they just kind of roll over New Orleans here. Miles Sanders is questionable. A.J. Brown is questionable. I, they're both supposed to play, but again, you get two of your better better offensive weapons on the uh, questionable list. Um, and, and by and the though, to add to that, though, that's a great point because if, if they are not going to play Hurts, but they're confident in him coming back the next week, I mean, who's to say Philly doesn't sit both of them out mm-hmm. in this game? There's yeah, no reason exactly. for there's no reason for them to play. So, yeah, I, I don't like I don't hate your lean at all. And at by all. the way, I've got as we're going, I've pulled out the uh, the preseason predictions master. Oh, what are you sheet. pulling out over there? Hang, hang on. <laughs> the preseason predictions master sheet where I had New Orleans going eleven and six and winning this NFC South. Is that still a possibility? Maybe you could pull up the calculations. Let me and run the numbers out. real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. They're going to have to three-point win play uh, where they get three wins and one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they can still uh, win the division, though. Somehow, they're still alive. Barely. They have a 12% chance at this moment. All right, moving on. Those hot Atlanta Falcons now consensus three-and-a-half point home favorites over those Arizona 
midgetless cardinals. Yeah, and why not? Let's make this the Hello Corner TV game. Ooh. You know what? Not only will nobody be watching this game, JJ Watt has quit on this game. That's how unwatchable this game is. JJ Watt could not even stand to do this anymore. Um, He's playing, right? I don't know. I, I I don't know if he's like just retiring and leaving, or if he's just retiring. No, and... he's he's playing. He just said he's going to retire after the season. Okay, well we'll see. We'll see. if he if he's staying on the sideline, you know that he, even he can't take any more of this. Um, <laughs> we got an Arizona terrible Arizona team with a third string quarterback who cannot stop the run. Atlanta is a good running team. Fifth string quarterback, I believe. Uh, whatever whatever string it is, we got a. A good Atlanta running team at home. Um, they are actually eliminated from the playoffs, so they don't have any motivation. But last week for Arizona, that was kind of like a last hurrah moment. Primetime game versus Tampa Bay, and they came up short. Season crusher, season over, pack it in. Like I said, I guess Watt's going to play, but it, we'll see. It, you know, don't be surprised if he's in street close. The three and a half feels like a bait Please take Arizona here. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm going to lean to Atlanta. What do you got? All right. So another zero delta. No call on a power rankings numbers split all across the board. Arizona, new spot, 68%. Arizona, new research, 63% on that. Now, like you said, both teams are eliminated. Atlanta is one of the three teams on our fade trend. Week 13 and on. Home favorite, three to five. 49 and 75. So again, that's been hitting at over 66% on that. So that goes to Arizona. And then I've got this trend. Since 1989, week 16 and on, home favorites four and a half or less. Less than 40% winning percentage versus less than 30% winning percentage. So obviously two awesome teams. Nine and six ATS, but plus 0.47 ATS margin. So just by the slimmest of margins, that trend does favor Atlanta. But here's the big one on this, and here's the way that I probably want to play it. 3-12 and 12 on that to the under, minus 7.17, and the average total is 38.8. This total is 42. And if you take that to week 17 and on, then you get the home favorite up to 4.2 ATS. Still just 1 point ATS margin, so very slim there, but... The over-under gets even better, 1-5 to the under, and negative 6.50. So if I got any play on this game, it's going to be to the fucking under there, kid. Mm-mm-mm. And by the way, you had Arizona winning nine games this year. Mm. Mm. I nailed it. <laughs> Holy <laughs> God. That's funny. All right, moving on. Those Houston. That's Houston with an H. Texans, four and a half point. Home dogs to the people that they dominate, my Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right, and this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. Well, buddy, this one is so easy that it actually scares me. Um, you touched on it. Houston owns Jacksonville. They always beat Jacksonville. Like, it's one of those hard things to understand and explain, but they just do. 
You've got the rest factor for Jacksonville. Are they going to play anybody? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they start them. Maybe they see how the game is going. Maybe they don't. We'll find out later. Um, you're catching well over three points. I, did you say four and a half? Is that what you got it at? Four and a half. Consensus. I mean, that's that's just unfucking believable. I just I I don't see any reason to not take Houston in, in this game. I don't see any reason to not put them uh, on a money line. Let me check the. Let me check the uh, money. Actually, oh yeah, fifty-five percent of the tickets coming in on Jacksonville, eighty percent of the cash coming in on Houston. Literally everything lines up to take Houston here to get this win. The only pause I have, and I don't think it's a very motivating factor because, I mean, let's face it, the players and the coaches do don't give a shit. But that first overall pick is in jeopardy because if they win this game and Chicago loses um, out then they get the second pick not the first now again like I said that's that's like way 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 down to the bottom of things to, to handicap situationally because they just don't care once they kick off um, but yeah er- literally everything points to Houston in this game it scares me it's almost too easy yep so the numbers split on this one power rankings are on Houston um Zero motivation for either team, like you said, Jacksonville or he because Jacksonville, you haven't broken it down, boys and girls. Jacksonville and Tennessee, which is why you see that number skyrocketing on Dallas and Tennessee, opened at I believe eight, it's up to 12. Both of these teams know they cannot get in as a wild card, it is mathematically impossible. They have to win the last game next week versus each other, and the winner of that will win the division regardless of any result that happens this weekend. So like you said, what is Jacksonville's motivation? What is motivation to put anything on film? Whether they rest anybody or not, what is the motivation? But they're not pulling out any new plays. They're not pulling out anything fancy. And the bottom line is, people always say, "Oh, well, Houston wants the number one pick. Houston wants the number one." Pick. Yeah, the fucking owner does, and maybe the GM. But you know who doesn't give a shit about that? The fucking dudes on the field and the people fucking coaching them, because they're coaching yeah. for the goddamn jobs. And those players are coaching for the god. Uh, those players are fucking playing for the goddamn livelihoods. There's a shit fucking team, and they have got to find a way to make a roster somewhere next year. Because I guarantee you, seventy percent of them are not going to be on this fucking roster. Because they said, "Oh, you're the guys that help us fucking win three games. Get the fuck out of here." That's 70%. what's going to fucking happen. Oof. Yeah, Strong. probably. It's a bit strong, isn't it? A little hot probably, isn't it? It's a bit strong, isn't it? Isn't it? All right, so Houston. A couple of trends here that we've had been running on this that are really good for them. So, home dog after a win as a road dog, 181 and 144. That is a big sample size of 55 and a half percent, a little over that actually now at this point. And this year, one, two, three, four, five, and two for us on that long run. It's been a really, really good fucking trend for us there. And then on Houston also, we've got 2012, week 15 and on, 40% winning percentage or less. Home dogs of 3 to 5, 19 and 12 for us on that one. That one's 1 and 1 for us on that. But Houston is actually under the, I believe they're under 20% winning percentage. So they're 5 and 0 all time on that. So we got a chance to go 6 and 0 on that. So that is a huge fucking trend there. And this was going to, oh, Houston on the new spot, 68% there. Love it there on the new researcher. They're one of the 50-50 spots. 
This was gonna be my, but I made a couple different ones. I hope you don't fuck me on my other one, but uh, I don't like doing the trend of the week on something that you put something on, so <laughs> you already put the danger zone. I don't want to double up like we did last week. It worked last week. I think we were both on Green Bay. Yeah, we were, but that's fine. I, I just like to give people more, more stuff to think about, but this was my number one trend of the week, but I'll go to my backup, but since... And it's got a, it's a very small sample size. So week 2012 or year 2012 and on week 16 and on, away favorites three and a half to five in division versus a team less than yeah they are less than 20 percent winning percentage. Uh, 0 and four with a negative 12.38 ATS margin. One and three straight up. Yeah, that was definitely one of the highest trends I found this week. So I'm all in on fucking Houston on this. Uh, like I said. Motivation, situation, everything. And again, if you're worried about them playing or not playing for the number one, the only thing that can fuck up the number one pick is if, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen or whatever, the coaching staff doesn't get the orders from above, like, hey, don't fucking be putting, you know, don't pull out the fucking Dreskel package, don't do anything fucking fancy, just play them straight up, and if you win, you fucking win. But at the same time, Jacksonville's going to be doing the same. They're going to play very vanilla. They're not going to show shit. They, I mean, that other other than just finally beating this fucking team, I don't see any other motivation for Jacksonville <clears throat> to win this game, which maybe that's motivation. I don't know, but well, that's Houston a stretch. Doesn't, Houston doesn't, I mean, to flash forward to the draft, like if Chicago does get the first pick, they're not taking a quarterback anymore. Like that's been, that's just been settled. So even if Houston does have the second pick, they're not taking Chicago won't take a quarterback above them, so they'll still get the quarterback they want at number two. Uh, That's a great point. That's a great yeah. fucking point. So great I mean, like, point. it really doesn't even matter. Like, I, mean, I don't think it should matter even for GM and owner at that point. So, um, well, the only thing that would matter for them is draft capital to get the number one pick. Get the team to fucking come sell up. I mean, you can get yeah. a lot out of that. So for a GM, it always fucking matters. Oh, yeah, but they need a fucking quarterback. So when they when they pick a two, they <laughs> they better take Bryce Young. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, gonna move on to those deep Detroit Lions. Consensus six point home favorites of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, this is a get your popcorn ready type game. Um, this is going to be fireworks, offense, offense, offense. Fields is 200 yards away or so, roughly, from breaking the quarterback rushing record. And last week, he was bottled up by a great defensive scheme and defensive personnel from Buffalo. Detroit has neither. So Fields will be back to his usual running self. This is an indoor game. Uh, I don't see any way this game doesn't hit 60 total points plus, you know, uh, so, you know, smash the over on, on offense for, for Detroit. I, I think they can pretty much name their score. I mean, this, this Chicago defense is really bad. They got helped out. They've been getting helped out at home lately with some of the weather issues. Again, this is indoors. So Detroit can just do what they want here. Uh, on the flip side. Fields on offense, if he can run and he's getting getting space to run, I mean, bust this the bust this this offense wide open. He he's also gonna get whatever they want. I just I don't know how you don't lean to Chicago in the over here. This is a smash spot for both. I think whoever has the ball last is gonna win. It's likely gonna be a one score game either way. 
Um, yeah, I just I love Chicago here. I love the over. What do you got? Yeah, I, I got a lot of conflicting shit. So, sorry with the numbers. They're split. Power rankings are on Chicago. Uh, this number's too large overall. It's not total value, but it definitely is value on Chicago. Now, the new spot is on Chicago at 65%. New research, Chicago's in a 50-50 spot on that. My problem with this game is several things. First of all, max motivation for Detroit uh, versus no motivation for Chicago, which actually usually favors the team that has nothing to lose. But the Bears have clearly packed it in. If you watched kind of last week, Fields wasn't running. They weren't calling running plays. It wasn't just his not scrambling. They were not calling his general running plays. So here's the thing with Chicago. Chicago's only won one game all year in which he had less than 10 rushes, and that was versus Houston. And he, the and that's the only game where he had single digit attempts that are sorry, yeah, that he that they won all year. And it's only sorry, that's the only game that he had single digit attempts that they covered all year. So more importantly, the winning only game they covered, we had single digit attempts. He's covered all but two games where he had double digits rushing attempts. So if Chicago wants to cover. I think they can. I mean, he ran for 147 yards and two touchdowns in their first matchup in Chicago. So, of course, like you said, at Domefield, he could absolutely fucking take advantage of this. He absolutely could. The point is, at this point, their season is over. I don't know that this coaching staff, or that him as a person, as a player, he's been banged up. They know he's been banged up. I don't know that he really wants to run. And if he doesn't run... At this point, and I'm not projecting what he could develop into, but at this point, he is not a competent quarterback in the NFL, in the pocket. He cannot sit in the pocket and beat you. He just absolutely cannot fucking do it. He's a first read and go. So if he's not a first read and going, he's a first read and maybe I'll look for my second. Maybe I'll look for my third. That's where we got what we got last week in Buffalo or against Buffalo. It was a shit show on offense. They got completely dominated in that fucking game. How how we even had a chance to cover is beyond me. I mean, we that was such a bad pick, and they were just so dominated. It was so one-sided. We just got lucky with Buffalo turning the ball over. Actually, I don't even think they turned the ball over. Just situationally, they didn't make certain plays or whatever. Like, it, it was just so, so bad. Like, their offense does not go if that dude does not go. If he does not have double-digit rushing attempts, they do not cover Period. Now, on top of that, a couple of trends here. And these are some these are some long trends. Since 1989, week 16 and on. And I, I pulled it back to week 16. If you, if you guys are wondering why I was like, well, this is week 17. You got to remember, we used to only play 17 weeks. So I had to pull it back a week because week 17 was usually the fucking shit week. So a lot of bad data was coming through. So this is still generally a game where people cared which this is absolutely a game where one team does care. So home favorites from five to five to seven with a less than 50% winning percentage, which Detroit has, versus a team with a less than 30% winning percentage. 21 and 13 Longhorns, 61.8% plus 
plus 3.63 margin. Now, if you take that into modern time, 2012, and bump it up to the week 17, 4 and 2 ATS, 66.7%, plus 9.25 ATS margin, and 6 and 0, oh, straight up. And then if you take the, uh, if you move all of that and go in division, 9 and 6 ATS plus 3.63. I, did, I mean, it's just one of those things. If 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 Chicago wants to, absolutely wants to go compete and absolutely wants to go cover this Detroit fucking defense is total shit. They just got ran on by a million yards by fucking Carolina. They set the whole world record of rushing in one fucking NFL game. So yeah. if they want to go do it, they absolutely can. My question is, how much does this coaching staff, this GM, this owner really want to put their quarterback that you now said that they believe in and they're not going to draft another one so now he's the dude they won three games the season is over why are you running like now his adrenaline could take over and he could get in the game whatever but because he's amazing at it and yeah, he's, but he's only amazing at one he's only amazing at one thing and last Great. week he totally bitched out he, he didn't bitch out. out. It was, it oh was a good God. scheme. You didn't it, fucking watch the fucking game. I, no, I, did. I didn't. He but PFF did. Out. PFF no. did, and they said there was a good scheme. And he's two hundred yards. My of, fucking ass. He he's two hundred yards away out. from breaking a record. You th- uh, would you like? To, what do you think the over under on his rush yards are going to be? Because you want to take the under, I'll take that bet. He's going to no, fucking. No he's going to run for close to hundred yards or more on this team. No, he's not. If I if I thought that he was gonna go fucking over, I'd be slamming the table with you for fucking Chicago. Of course I would. I mean, well, he's no going reason. over. He's gonna go over. In so game. you say you don't you I don't mean, know what his mindset is. You don't know what you don't know what the coaches are telling. You don't know what the coaches aren't telling. Hey, I mean that's the thing. How many fucking planned runs do they call for Chicago every week? They didn't call well, one. They didn't call one last week. So you well, can't tell I me mean, scheme and this and that or whatever. They didn't even attempt it. They didn't even I, attempt it. Okay. And they know that's the only way they can win, so obviously they didn't give a fuck about winning that game last week. Why would they well, give a fuck about winning this one? Well, if he was playing Buffalo again this week, then then maybe I'd go on, but he's not. He's playing Detroit and he's gonna run all over that. Okay, but that doesn't the change what the coach that doesn't change what the coaches call. Well, you're speculating that that was a coach's decision. I mean, like, it could no, have, no, I mean, I'm I'm saying that they didn't they call design runs for him, dude. That's not like all the time. All, I, and they and they didn't call one last week. They didn't well, call one. And what I'm saying is, is you don't know why they didn't. You you don't know the X's and O's of why they didn't. It could it could you're speculating that it's because they don't want him to get hurt, or it could be something X and O scheme wise. They said this isn't going to work. I don't know. You don't know. My but the point is they're playing Detroit here, and it doesn't matter what the fuck you call or do, it's going to work on Detroit. Okay, well, I mean, again, if I knew that, if I was as confident as you are in it, then yeah, I'd be fucking right there with you. But I'm not because again, that that was just a total give. Uh, you know who played well last week was their their shitty fucking defense played a hell of a game and kept them in it for as long as they could. But Detroit's at home. They uh, we well chronicled this. They scored 34 points a game at home. We'll fucking mm-hmm. see if if Hurts wants to run. Then yeah, I'm with you. But if he doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry, Fields. If he if he doesn't want to run, then yeah, they're fucked. They're literally fucked. They cannot score the ball if he doesn't run. Yeah, if he refuses to run, then yeah, it's. I mean, but, or if they refuse to call it, if they refuse to call it. All right. All right. Give me a high scoring game. 
That was the most disagreement we've ever had without ending in a show best. Alright, no. moving on. Those New England Patriots. Oh! Consists of three-point home favorites versus those my hammer dolphins. Yeah, let me pull up the let me go back to my green line here. So I have a strange unorthodox lean to Miami here. Um, and is it is it official that Teddy is starting in this game? It the last I heard is Tua is very unlikely to play. Yeah, it's unofficially officially gonna be Teddy Two Gloves. Um let me see. I looked at this earlier, the splits on this. It is 71% cash on New England and 56% tickets on New England. Everything and seems it seems to be pushing towards New England. Nobody wants to touch Miami. They, they're a team that is falling apart right now. Um, well, they're not the only one. Yeah, and I, but yeah, and we've rode the wave against them. We've 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 definitely made some money off Miami right here in this no, spot. I'm saying this, New England. New England's fucking falling apart too. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, and they're not—they're just not as buttoned up this year as they as they have been. They make mistakes, they have turnovers, and then of course last week we saw the bitch ass quarterback diving at people's knees for no reason. That will That's not. That's like play. his third fucking time. Like I, I'm up, I'm—I've always—I was always out on mac and cheese, but now he's become a fat, dirty. Quarterback. Yeah, if you can't be classy like Tom Brady, you'll—I ne- mean, not that he was ever going to be Tom Brady, but like, you know, Tom Brady doesn't do shit like that. So, like, I mean, forget about it. Um, I'm going to lean to to Miami here. Um, you're you're getting you're getting three points against a team that's not buttoned up, and the, now the quarterback is going to have a fucking bullseye on his back. Um, I just think that Jones is going to take a beating here. I think that Teddy ball controls, finds a way to get the ball to those weapons. And actually, as a matter of fact, fuck it. Hit the sounder. I'm going to take Miami to win this game. I don't. I just don't like the feel of New England right now. Everything's coming in on New England with the cash and the tickets. And I think I think it's the this is the flip. This is the Miami started off hot. They've had a fucking god awful month plus or whatever it's been. This is the flip. That you know, not that it's going to make a difference long term in this season. It's not. But this is the game that they flip it, steal a win here, and. Um, Obviously, take the plus three, but I like them to win this game. What do you got? All right, so the numbers are split on here. New England is does have the advantage in the power rankings. Uh, Miami, however, is a uh, 58% winning percentage on the new spot. They're at a coin flip on the new research. Teddy Two Gloves is now 23-7 and seven ATS on the road. Hard to mm-hmm. go against that. Uh, both teams yeah. have max, max motivation here. But, like we just said, both teams not playing particularly well. However, New England is now Carolina. Every team that scores over 17 beats them. So the handicap is very simple. Can Miami score 18 points? If they do, then they're going to win because every team that scored 18 points or more this year against New England has beat them. They're going to score 20. Well, the last two games Teddy Glove started... Teddy Tugel started, they didn't. They scored, uh, They oh, sorry, I don't have the score, but against the Bengals, they didn't. The Bengals are 14th DVO on defense. Against the Vikings, they didn't. The Vikings suck a big bag of dicks on defense, 22nd DVOA. 
That's probably because the coaches weren't letting him run. True. <laughs> yes. Teddy Two Gloves is known for his running. I don't think that Cincinnati game, that was the game that Teddy came in when Tua got hurt. No, I'm, he started. Oh, I looked it up. He did? Yep. And mm. I, didn't, I didn't count the one he came in. Uh, and New England is the third DVOA defense. On top of that, Cincinnati is ninth in turnover differential. The Vikings are fifth in turnover differential, which is why they've gotten so goddamn lucky and have won all these games. Well, New England's sixth in turnover differential. So they're pretty lucky, too, and they still suck. So that kind of tells you where that team is and how bad fucking mac and cheese is. So everything goes against Miami on that. And then one trend here, 2012 home favorite that averages 22 points or less versus a team that averages 25 points or less. Week 16 and on, and you've you've won less than 50, 50% of your games, and it's a division game. 13-7 and seven ATS for the home favorite there, plus 3.92 ATS margin. You move that to week 17 and on. It's 11-5 ATS with a plus 5.31 margin. I can't go against New England and Bill Belichick in December versus fuck a Miami team coming up there. And the weather's not going to be terrible, but it's not going to be great. And somehow, someway, New England finds a way to fucking... Go win this game. Do they cover? I don't fucking know. It's it's really a coin flip to me on that. Um, but I don't have my I don't have Miami winning. I think New England squeaks this out somehow, or they just go ahead and cover. That my, Miami's falling apart. The quarterback's gone. They know their season's over. He's not he's not coming back. He's not. They know he's not coming back. The NFL's not gonna let. This is his third fucking yeah, concussion no. protocol. Their season's over. He's it's, definitely not coming back. He's definitely not coming back. Uh, I think Mac Jones dies a uh, a uh, a football death on the field and fat uh, football death. Yeah, and by the <laughs> by the way, not that it really matters that much to my handicap or what you had the point you were making, but Tua did start that game against Cincinnati and oh, Bridgewater. That's yeah, my and, fault. That's my fault then. And Bridgewater I, I, came in. I mean, but we know Teddy's good, you know, he's he's Teddy cover, so it's not not it doesn't change anything, but Yeah, they they still didn't but but that does make a difference though because it, they didn't so that's not fair, but they didn't score against the Vikings. They didn't score 18 points versus them the next game and he did start the full game and they suck ass on defense. And New England's really good if I mean if New England wasn't so fucking good on defense, they might have three fucking wins. I mean, Mac Mac Jones is not an NFL starting quarterback, boys and girls. He's just fucking not. And all you fucking assholes last year who had to fucking say, Oh, Mac Jones is the best fucking quarterback in that whole class. Trevor Lawrence sucks dick. Well, uh, he was the best one last year statistically. So it depends yeah. on if, you're, if, they're, if you're saying he was the best one last year or you're saying... He's the best one going forward. Yeah, two but I mean... Two different things. But, I mean, have a little foresight to you. Have a little fucking context to yourself. Fucking yeah. close your bottom jaw when you breathe, first of all. That's off-putting when you breathe with your mouth open. Secondly, maybe pay attention to the way fucking football goes and understand that first is not always going to fucking end up first. Like, first out of the gate, the, the, the brightest... Flame burns quick as so they say, or whatever. It's ah. kinda, I kind of like when women are mouth breathers. It's something very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to, uh, oh, God. 
Kansas City. Those <laughs> Chiefs. Uh, we'll say consensus 12 and a half point home favorites over those Denver Broncos. Yeah, fuck this game all to hell. I don't give a shit. Uh, Kansas City usually doesn't cover these type of lines in division, yada, yada, yada. We don't know the drill. Um, but I can't pull the trigger trigger on um, Denver. Like, they're, they got a fucking consultant coming in to, <laughs> to be the head coach. And I don't know, in my mind, I feel like he's just going to come in and and he's gonna he's gonna sit down Russell Wilson at the table. And he's gonna say, Russell, what would you say you do here? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you do. I don't know. I got nothing in this game. What do you got? All right. So I got a few things. First of all, uh, Denver is on the trends. First game after Coach fired, eighteen and ten ATS on that. So they do get the dead cat. Bounce, as we like to say. Uh, if you don't know how that saying comes from, if you ever had a dead cat and you threw it out in the alley, it does bounce at least once. Hmm. Anyway, uh, but Kansas City is also on a trend. 2012, week 12 and on, winning team, home favorite, 10 and a half to 14 and a half, 44. And 20, boys and girls. It is just a slam fucking spot. Now, Denver is a new spot, 58%, 50-50 on your research. I'm like my buddy. I really don't give a shit about that. Um, so, this is... Actually, yeah. So, this is now going to be the trend of the week. Nerd alert! Nerd! Nerd! You fucking nerd! With your nerd hair. All right, inside of the huge trend, I just gave you on big home favorites. Here we go. 2012, week 17 and on. Away dogs. Previous matchup. They won ATS 1 against this same team. As a home dog and in division. The next time they face off as an away dog. 12 and 20, 37.5% with negative 3.32 ATS margin. Eh, that doesn't sound really trend of the week worthy. Oh, here's where it gets better, boys and girls. Now, if you take that line to where they are 10 or more point dogs in that second matchup, oh, 2 and 13 ATS, 13.3% with a negative 6.2 ATS margin. Oh, and 16 straight up. They lose by an average Longhorn of 19 points per game. And on top of that, the... Over under in this subset is five and eleven, and the average total of forty three and a half to the under, and the total in this game is forty five. So, give me Kansas City to win big, and give me Kansas City and Denver in the under. And I like that. I told you already. I deal with the goddamn receivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah. I wanted to add that. Fuck, you just reminded me. So. Oh, my God. They offered the fucking head coaching job mm-hmm. to the fucking defensive coordinator. I made reference to this at the end of the podcast. And he said, oh, no, thank you. This is a dude that wants to interview for head coaching jobs. Obviously, he's got the, one of the best defenses in the whole league on a shit team. He's like, no, thank you. I don't want my name tied to this bullshit. And then on top of that, I don't know if you heard the press conference from the fucking owner and the GM about the firing of the coach. They said, yeah, it was the time to do it. And then they asked him about Russell Wilson. 
he said, and I quote, yeah, I don't think that uh, Russell's anything that can't be fixed. Mm. I think that we can't. He can be fixed. And we just, we just got to find the right guy to do it. You just said your starting quarterback that you just made the richest quarterback ever is broken. Out loud. You said it out loud. This team is, they're dead. They are I'm fucking dead. dead. Let's ride. Oh, all right. (laughs) We're going to move on to those New York football giants, and they are six-point consensus home favorites over those Indianapolis Colts. Speaking of dead teams, it is quitting time in Indy. Jeff Saturday has zero experience in dealing with these type of losing streaks and end of the season, like team management, get your, get your, you know, like rally the troop type shit. Um, yeah, this, this is a, um, this is a team that's packaged it, packing Why can't it you in. always awesome like Peyton? What is your problem? Yeah. Yeah, he's used to rallying like a huddle and like calling calling for the huddle. He's not used to dealing with all these all these moving parts. Um, revolving door at quarterback for Indy. The coach sucks. The players are hurt and quitting, and the Giants are just sitting there at home with his team coming in and a shot and a shot at the playoffs. My God, you, you have to love New York here. Lay the lumber. Give me New York. Team's dead. The. the Actually, tell me the playoff percentage for the Giants here because they should have max motivation here. What do you got? Giants, 91% to make the playoffs as it stands. If they win this game, they are in. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's just delay the lumber. They're, they're, they're going to roll away, roll away with this one. Yep. I got much to say. Numbers split. Don't give a shit. Any is dead team walking, like you said. No faith and no interest in me. I didn't even bother looking up any trends because I don't give a fuck. Um, fuck you, right. Indy, so much for Monday Dead. night and your lack of fucking effort, you pieces of shit. <laughs> All right, moving on. Old Seattle Seahawks. Consensus one and a half point home dogs. Those New York J E T S. Yes, and. When a team tells you who they are, you have to believe them until proven otherwise. And Seattle has been screaming at us that they suck for quite a while now. And that was after they started the season screaming at us that they weren't that bad. So, you know, it's a long season. You know, I, I usually I usually like to break these seasons into quarters. Um, but it doesn't always have to be that s- symmetric. You know, you can take teams for, you know, like... Uh, when they go good and when they go bad and factoring all the injuries and, and, and things that, that go into that. But for Seattle, it's real easy. They weren't as bad as everybody thought they were to, at the beginning. It has flipped and they are as bad as they look now. So until proven otherwise, I'm going to believe them. And on the flip side, the, the Jets, they have told us all year that they are a good team with anybody but Wilson at quarterback and they are garbage with him. So this one's pretty simple. I believe both of them. I believe Seattle's real bad right now, and I believe the Jets are a good team with anybody but Wilson. Huge lean to the Jets here. What do you got? Yeah, I'm on the opposite side. Uh, <clears throat> and nobody nobody fucking hates. Nobody fucking hates Seattle more than me. Oh, you're really going to hate them next week. Cock 
Suck us. You're really going to hate them next week. Um, equal motivation here. Both teams not with great shot, but still alive to make the playoffs. Um, Seattle's is, Seattle is a number agreement here. Seattle new spots at 50-50. New research there in the number one spot, 63% um, overall this year. Like I said, in two years worth of research, 59% covering. Uh, new York is on a trim. So we've had uh, going on last week. It went two and one. It's a fade trend. It's now eleven and eighteen on that week sixteen and all away favorites of uh, two to four. So versus the team less than fifty percent winning percentage. So if it finishes at two, they qualify. If they don't, then they won't. We'll see where the line goes. Uh, when I wrote that trend up, they were at two. They're still at two and a half in a couple different books. We'll see where it finishes. But then inside of that. Since 2012, week 16, you're on home dogs, less than 50% versus another losing team, less than 50%. 15 and 7 ATS with a plus 4.89 ATS margin, 68.2% covering. Um, and again, another good under here, 9 and 14, 61%. Average total 44. This total is 42.5. So that's even under where this under trend is going. So love the under here. And inside of that, everybody was back. Oh, Mike White, Mike White. Mike White is fucking still Mike White. All right? He's had one good game all year. Week 12 versus the Bears. And that was his only good game. And they're number 32. Like you said, they're terrible. DVOA in defense. Terrible. He was terrible against Minnesota. He was terrible against Buffalo. He started. Everybody forgets. He started this losing streak. This losing streak they're on. He lost the first two games of it. He had a 92 QBR versus the Bears, his first start. 21.8 against Minnesota, bounced back up to around 40 against Buffalo. Yeah, he's better than Wilson, but so is everybody else. He sucks. He still fucking sucks. His name is Mike White. He ain't shit, and he's not going to go to fucking Seattle and win this game. So it's Seattle or pass for me. Like, I don't, I don't mm. understand. Like, I get it. I get Seattle. So I fucking hate Geno Wilson or Geno, whatever, Smith, no. whatever the fuck his name is. Yes, I hate him. I hate this team. I've hated Pete Carroll since at USC. I've fucking always hated him. But at this point, like, I have to go against my own hate and just realize everybody's making a big deal over Mike White. He's played two good games ever in his whole fucking career. And, and yet, how all many- of a sudden, he's Jesus. Well, how many two games better is that than Russ? Than uh, not Russell, the, uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> yes, great. Than... Zach Wilson oh, is the worst quarterback we've ever uh, in the last two okay. years that we've seen. Period. Fine, and they're playing a the terrible worst team. Quarterback. Seattle's not a terrible not, team. Lately, if you quarter this season, the last quarter, they're terrible. Terrible. Well, they're definitely not great. That's for sure. They're not good. I mean, we can sh- let's show bet it. This is this is a good show bet game. <sighs> Where's this line at? Um, one and a half. Is that what you is that what you got? Yeah. That's yeah, that's fine. I'll take Seattle. I'll take one and a half. Yeah. All right, show bet. All right, this is your chance to get back even on the year. Thought I was gonna Fantastic. have to. I thought, I thought I was gonna have to fucking call you in for fucking payment after the last week, but. Whatever. Well, if you do that, if you do that, I'll call you in for payment for the last two years when you were losing. No, so no, nah, you that's... lost your ass to me last year, motherfucker. Don't you try to lie. Oh Don't my you god. Try to lie. I'm gonna start keeping. Oh, you, uh, you ain't know gotta what? Lie. 
Great. <laughs> we can keep a log. We're gonna keep a. We're gonna actually We've keep a log. We kept a log. What the fuck are you talking about? You you lost like at least three units to me last year. You, you're crazy. I don't. I don't believe that. I yeah, don't you believe did. that. Yeah. Well, you can spend the whole off season going back and listening to all the shows because I don't believe it. I'm never gonna get my money anyway. Well, who, what I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Just buy me a beer when we get to fucking Vegas. Call it even. All right. Moving on. Yeah, I'll buy you a free beer. <laughs> I'll buy you all the free beer you want. Oh, my God. San Francisco is now up to a 10-point road favorite over our Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. Yeah, this was... You know, I'm kind of glad that Stidham got announced in because I, my whole write-up was about how I fucking hate the fact that I have to take Vegas here and for the bookies making this line. Um, what was it before? Was it seven and a half? Six, before? Six, six to six and a half. Yeah, and I just there was value on Vegas before. I was going to be forced to lean that way even though I didn't want to uh, because I'm, I'm still waiting for the, you know, this whole last, literally last pick in the NFL draft, and for that bubble to burst. Um, so the fact that Carr is out, and there's obviously he's actually left the team. He's not going to be on the team for the for the remainder of the season. There's some turmoil there. There's some there's some chaos um, at ten points. Man, I don't know. Um, ten points at home. I guess I'll still reluctantly lean to the to the Raiders, uh, but I, I don't like it either way. It, it, but I, I would never put this in a super contest. I would never put this out to the clients. So this is just strictly a podcast lean to the Raiders at plus 10. What do you got? Yeah, I'm so fucking pissed off about this. I love the Raiders. I love the spot. I love everything about it. They have, I mean, they had so many things going on. Like, so many trends sound like they were just a slam dunk fucking pick numbers agreement all the shit yeah everything but and, and again look nobody loves brock tober more than us he made us a lot of money in college okay i love this kid i love his mocks i love everything about all the story i always love a good underdog story but you weren't going to go on the fucking road and cover a touchdown against a fucking competent offense you just weren't going to fucking do it but now, you know, fucking, I, I don't care. I, I, I literally wrote done. Don't well, they care. went to your shitty. They went to your fucking Seattle Seahawks and covered over a touchdown. No, they covered. It was like three points. Well, they would have covered a touchdown with this. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote down. Don't care. The Raiders quit, and so did I. So I'm moving yeah. on. Good. All right. All right, we go to now to those Minnesota Vikings, and they are three and a half point <laughs> road dogs to those Green Bay Packers. What an interesting game we have here because everybody, and I'm gonna wear out this line, I guess. Everybody and their mama is on Green Bay. Obviously, we know that Minnesota is an overrated team. They've been an overrated team. And yet they just keep on winning these games. 11-0 in one-score games. What happened to my green line here? If I could just find it, I will pull it up in a second. Anyways, so this, this is the game that I was flirting with the big dick pick because even though it's really weird to say that Minnesota would be the big dick pick, 
when they have the far better record and the, the division already wrapped up. But look at the line. It's Minnesota plus three and a half. Minnesota, the way better record team, plus three and a half, and everybody is on Green Bay. And um, long story short, I'll pull up the green line so I can get the ticket splits here in a second while you go. Um, I am going to lean towards Minnesota at plus three and a half. I could not convince myself to do the big dick pick and and pick uh, Minnesota to win this game. Would that completely shock me? No, not at all. Because here's the deal. Green Bay plays Detroit in week 18. And if things fall right, they're still going to have a chance to make the playoffs in week 18 18 with Detroit coming in. And and they can get that win there. So, long story short, lean to Minnesota plus three and a half. And don't be surprised if they win this game. What do you got? Yep, numbers split here. Uh, Power rankings are on Minnesota. Minnesota, number one. Spot for the new spot, 86% covering on the year. New research, 50-50 on that one. Green Bay is on our big fade trend. They're the one of the three teams we talked about. Uh, week, or 2015, week 13 on, home favorites 3-5. to five. So 49-75, and 75, so that's going against them. Green Bay is 19th in DVOA. Minnesota is 22nd overall in DVOA, so... That's not enough for three and a half points, so the value is definitely on Minnesota here. Now, the only thing that's not having me slam the table for Minnesota, this is not noontime Cousins. It's really the only thing, actually, that's keeping me, that's the only thing that's keeping me off Minnesota. The <laughs> secondary part that's keeping me off Minnesota is, and you and I have had these debates over the years, and it's been more right than wrong that the divisional opponent wants to knock the other divisional opponent out, even though they have nothing really to gain from it other than knocking them out. But we've had this debate many, many times, and almost every time, the person that can knock the other divisional opponent out just puts them fucking down. Because they don't want to see them in the playoffs, they don't want to fucking see them for the third time, they know better than that, they know it's a bad fucking, like, I mean, look at New Orleans and Tampa Bay, which New Orleans did their part, they beat them twice, what happened in the fucking playoffs? Tampa Bay fucking put them down because it's almost impossible to beat a team in the NFL three times in one season. It's just, it's just, it's almost impossible unless, unless you're just so superiorly talented. But Minnesota obviously isn't. They've been living, I mean, living on the fucking turnover, living with a horseshoe up their ass. They know goddamn good and well. They do not want to see AA Ron in the fucking playoffs. So. Is that enough to give them motivation to knock them out? To me, it absolutely would be. I don't know this coaching staff. I don't know what their thought process is. I mean, I don't know how much they really want to run Dalvin Cook in 20-degree weather and fucking put you know Jefferson in fucking danger. And all of a sudden, when, when they already have, like you said, the division wrapped up, they're, seat, they're not going to get the number one seed. It's impossible. So they, they have their slot. It doesn't matter two or three. So, how much really is Minnesota going to be motivated to go put them down? If they're fully motivated to go put them down, I like Minnesota plus three and a half. I don't even know if they win, but I like them with the points. If they're not, I can see Green Bay easily rolling them up and Minnesota folding up their fucking tents and moving the fuck on. 
I don't know, man. It's it's it's. Yeah, I got here, no idea on this game, and I got I got no real feel in this game either way. And here's the deal: uh, as far as the ticket splits, it's fifty percent ticket splits uh, Minnesota Green Bay, but it's sixty three percent cash to Minnesota. Now, one other note that I had: uh, Christian Watson, who I've talked about in the past, in the past, he's the person who opened up this Green Bay offense over the last, you know. Um, I don't know, six games, eight, six, seven weeks, whatever it's been. He went out against Miami. He's data. The coach says he's day to day. He's questionable to play in this game. You know, monitor to that because if he's out for fucking forget about it, that like that, they, they will be back to that hard to watch Green Bay offense who's struggling to score points and good and, luck. And Rodgers hasn't practiced yet this week. Yeah, he does that a lot, and, though. And he, but. Yeah, but I mean, he. Obviously, he's still ailing from things like whatever. I mean, I, I hear you. It's not that big of a but yeah, every, everything is something. So he's still not feeling well. And I mean, I could easily see if that dude doesn't still got play. The yeah, if that dude doesn't play, though, and you know how big a fucking front runner Aaron is, if that dude didn't play and Minnesota jumps him, I'd yeah. see Green Bay fold up their fucking tents the same way. Oh, so. 100%. 100%. So yeah, lean to Minnesota for me. All right, we're going to move on. Those Los Angeles Superchargers. Oh, they're playoff bound, baby. Minus six and a half at home, kind of. Versus those L.A. Rams. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. You take the Rams here, catching that big number, um, quote-unquote, on the road, like you just hinted at. Like, get the fuck out of here. This is the spot you fade the Chargers. Cam Akers has changed this um, offense. It's so funny how one player can change a a offense. Um, as much as like one player really doesn't matter and they don't, it's the one right player can open everything else up, and you got that compounding factor with teams. Um, and Cam Akers is that to this Rams offense. Baker's going to do what he does. He's not a great quarterback. We know that he's he is what he is. But in this offense with this coach. And Cam Akers doing what he's doing with with the running game, that's enough for me to uh, gobble up those six, six and a half points and absolutely wait for the Chargers to go full retard and fuck this right off. So, um, yeah, lean to, to the Rams for me. All right, so I'm very conflicted in this game. Um, the Rams are numbers agreement here. It's too many points. It's just it's just way too many points. Mm-hmm. We've been saying it for weeks. The Chargers aren't that good of a team. Like I said, it's not really a home game. It's just a game in the same fucking stadium. I guess they get the home locker room. Maybe they get the better beverage service. I'm not sure. I don't know how that works. But, and the Rams are on our number one new spot. 86% winning. However, the Chargers in our new research are in the number one spot also. 82% and 89% ATS over the last two years. So that is tough to go against. Now the Rams also going against them. The trailer we've been following. Away dogs. Yeah, kind of. Four and a half points or more off a 17 or point more win as a dog in the previous game. 25 and 46. That's 34.8% cover not good for the rams however back on the other side 2012 week 16 and on home favorites of less than seven 
winning team over 50% versus a losing team, 6-14 ATS on the Chargers side. So there is plenty of shit. I mean, heavy, heavy fucking trends on both fucking sides. I mean, for me, it would probably be a complete stay away. The numbers are with the Rams. If you like the Rams, I'll probably go with you, but... God damn! There, it, it, you couldn't get more of a, you could not get more of an extreme coin flip on both fucking sides. Like both fucking sides have so much shit going for them. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, but but one side is named the L.A. Chargers. Well, and... here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Too, the Chargers have wrapped up. They're play. They're in the playoffs, and they're not going to win the division. Obviously, they can't, can't do anything better. They can't do anything better. They're going to exactly. go on the road. It doesn't matter. And yeah, I mean, Baker's breathed life into this program and into this, you know, coaching staff and into this offense. And yeah, Cam Akers had a great game last week, but Denver absolutely fucking quit on defense at the same time. But the Chargers aren't great on defense. I, Chargers I, I, can't stop the run either. So I know. I don't I'm not know. arguing with you. I'm just saying there, there's so much shit on both sides. Like, it just makes my fucking head spin. Yeah. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, this is obviously uh, one of the Hello Corner TV games. Just kidding. It's the Ravens. Mm. Minus two and a half at home versus those Pittsburgh Steelers. No way, sir. The black and blue division. (laughs) This is, uh, we like like these games. I like these games. Uh, Lamar playing? Question mark? I don't know. He's not playing. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. All right, well, uh, interesting. Um, All the tickets and all the cash, and I mean all, is coming in on Pittsburgh. Um, At plus two and a half, I don't really necessarily like that. We've we've talked about in the past a million times. Plus three in this division is an autoplay at plus two and a half. I like it better on a tease up, especially with the over-under sitting at fucking 35. Love that tease up here. Um, obviously, you've got you've got Tomlin. Pittsburgh's eliminated, but they are not eliminated from Tomlin getting that winning record streak, and that absolutely matters in that locker room. Now, will they get it? Probably not, but it's something to play for, and they're alive right now, so you're going to get motivation in this game. Um, <clears throat> man, I thought Lamar was playing. That's really throwing me off. Um for the game, me, I guess I, I don't. For for the game, I was at two and a half. I was gonna lean to Baltimore to get that field goal win. If it's at three or higher, obviously, like I said, you're gonna take Pittsburgh at two and a half and just tease up Pittsburgh. But um, I don't know. It's it's just I would never play it. It's a stay away game uh, for me if it's gonna be a two and a half. But what do you got? Where do you lean? Alright, sorry, I'm looking this up. Mark Jackson officially didn't practice. That boy has got some serious freaking just always issues with him, man. Always. Yeah, so they're pretty tight left on it, but this number alone tells me he is not he is not um, going to play. Now the numbers agree with Baltimore because Pittsburgh is just god fucking awful. I don't know how. I, I still don't know how they win football games. I really don't. Um, 
<laughs> but our numbers agreement on these short favorites have been 50-50 this year, so it's been the worst spot for our numbers uh, for agreements. So I will say that. Now, they did win on Carolina. No, sorry, Carolina was a short dog. Yeah, they, they're 50-50 on the year, so don't put a lot of faith in that. Uh, now, Baltimore, inside of that, and I've got – I'm going to tell everybody and brag on you again how good you are at teasers in a second. But uh, Baltimore's on a trend. We've been tracking 2012, week 14 on, home favorites 2-4 to four in division. Better than 50% versus worse than 50%, 2-6 ATS. We're 1-0 on on the year on Tennessee. That was a former trend of the week that hit on Tennessee. Uh, Now, 2012 and on, week 16 home favorites in division. 50% winning percentage with an average margin of victory between 4-0 and on the year versus a losing team. With an average margin of victory of zero to negative four in the year, two and one ATS with a 9.33 ATS margin and three no straight up, so that would support Baltimore there. And with a line of less than nine, it's two and zero ATS with a 17.25 ATS margin, which means Baltimore is going to kick the shit out of them. However, Pittsburgh is in the new spot agreement, 61 percent. They're in the 50-50 range on the new research. But I did some research on just Ravens versus Steelers, Longhorn. Since 2012, would you believe it? They're 10-10-2 ATS and 11-11 straight up. Who would have ever (laughs) fucking guessed it? Definitely believe it. Average line of .5. So, but I I brag on my buddy all the time how fucking intuitive. Yeah, intuitive he is. On these fucking teasers, the teaser in the game, any game, any matchup, don't give a fuck about the line, home, dog, favorite, road, doesn't matter. Just tease the, whoever's the dog since 2012, 16, 5-1, and 76.2% Ooh. on the teaser. Up on that, it is just lock it in. It's a fucking winner. Mm-hmm. Now, in that same time span, 2012, Baltimore home favorites of three or less. That's all this is gonna be. Two and three ATS, three and two straight up. I don't fucking know what that tells you. It's a it's a fucking toss up. You know, I guess we'll rely on the numbers here. Baltimore has to win out to win this division, and it's gonna have more ramifications. We're talking about the very last game. Big, big, big ramifications on this game to the next game we're gonna talk about as far as your betting. So you really, really need to stay up and pay attention to this game if you want to make some money in the next one to talk about. But, I mean, overall, I mean, I, I, I got to lean to the team that's laying less than three in the game. I got to lean with the numbers. I, this way, I don't particularly love it. I'm just going to be honest. But, you know, it it's a straight-up fucking coin toss. You got the home team that's fucking desperate. The other team, they're alive for nothing except a winning record. You know, I mean, y'all know Tomlin gives a fuck about that. He would love, he would love nothing more than to fucking knock the Ravens out of the playoffs, or at least mm-hmm. out of the division. So and I'm get, not saying you get those wins, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's ma- I mean, it's max motivation both sides, and again, in in this matchup, 10, 10 and two ATS. So do you really want to lay your money on that? I probably don't. I probably don't. But if I had it's to gonna lean be a three one, point game either way. If I had to lean one way, I'd lean Baltimore. 
Alright. Alright, we're moving on to the real Hello Corner TV game. Mm-mm. Oh, just kidding. It's Monday Night Football, baby. Mm. Ba -ba 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 -da -ba -da. Oh, it's the game of the goddamn week. Cincinnati at home. And there consensus one point. Home dogs versus those Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Bills. It doesn't even sound right when it's coming off your lips. Hit that sounder. Cincinnati in the jungle is going to get this win. I'm sorry, who's the better quarterback? It's not even close right now. Long term? Okay, we can have a discussion. Last year? Yeah, we can have a discussion. Right now? It is fucking Burrow, and it's not even close. Tease up Cincinnati. Take Cincinnati on the money line. Take the one, one and a half points. It doesn't fucking matter. Cincinnati, every which way. Burrow is the new Tom Brady. When when he's got the fucking ball at the end of the game, he's going to win the game. And also, be, be, we all, you know, why do people hate Brady? Because they say, oh, he just gets lucky. He's lucky. He's lucky. The same shit is happening with Burrow. All that luck shit we just, last week, we saw it with Cincinnati, uh, New England. He gets lucky, whether it's something that happens on defense, on special teams, on offense. Things just happen to go in his favor. Unexplained things on top of him being fucking awesome as a, as a football player and as a quarterback uh, also. Um, if this comes out of the end and Cincinnati has the ball and it's in Joe Burrow's hands with a chance to win, we know how that story ends. On the flip side, if it comes down to, the, to where uh, Josh Allen has the ball, with a chance to win. We'll get the fuck he, out of here, Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, John Wayne. <laughs> he he could fucking win. He definitely could because he's fucking awesome too. But, like we've seen this year, there's a part of me that thinks he's going to turn it over. So, yeah, it just I love Cincinnati here. What do you got? Well, I got a zero delta, as you can imagine. The books are not going to do anybody any fucking favors. This is going to be... This is going to be one of the most bet games of the entire regular season. It's a standalone game on Monday night. First of all, always heavily bet. Secondly, again, you got two fucking heavyweights battling it out. No call on our power rankings here. There is no value in this mm. line at all. You just got to fucking make a stand, as my boy did, on one side or the other. And you got to put your fucking dick on the table and talk about it. Uh, Going against the pros, the apparently. I'm going to get, I'm going to get the pros because 88% of the cash is coming in on Buffalo. So, Well, one of our big fade trends is against Buffalo. Uh, so we've been tracking this trend all year. 216 and 254 now. Since 2012 and on, team with a turnover margin of exactly zero. That's where they're at. And that trend is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 3 for us so far on, on the year. So right on its historical percentage of hitting. So that is, a, again, a fade trend against Buffalo. So on Cincinnati. I did find something inside of that, though. Um, what? Okay, no, sorry. Second set on that. 80, actually, in a, if you put that against a team that has a better than 50% winning percentage, 83 and 106. So even worse. Fade trend on Buffalo there. But inside of that... 2012 and on, away favorites, two and a half or less. Week 15 and on, with a 75% winning percentage or better versus a team with a 70% winning percentage. So 
Two badass fucking teams late in the season. Tight fucking less than a field goal spreads, which you're looking at. Away favorites. There's only two games. 2-0 two plus ATS, plus 6 ATS margin. Obviously 2-0 straight up. I don't see any value in this game either way. I think it's very fun to watch. Uh, I don't want to step in front of either one of these fucking teams personally. Like I said, you're going to have to make a fucking stand to do it. Now, Buffalo is in the new spot at 66%. The new research, they're in the 50-50 zone. So, take from that what you will. Now, if Baltimore... Here, here's the caveat, and this is what I was talking about. And this, you have to pay attention to this. And this is big. This could go against my buddy's favor here. If Baltimore wins, this game literally does not matter for Cincinnati. Because if they beat Baltimore in Week 18, they win the division. If not, then they don't. If Baltimore wins. If Baltimore loses, which Sunday night to Monday night, so they'll know, then the Bengals will clinch the division with this win. So if Baltimore wins, you're going to see this line Jet the fuck up towards Buffalo. It's going to get to three. I'm telling you right now, it's going to get to fucking three. Cincinnati, if anybody's banged up, if anybody's even questionable, if anybody's fucking got a fucking sore toe, they're not playing. They ain't pulling out no bullshit. Because guess what, boys and girls? These teams most likely will see each other in the playoffs. Zero chance they show Buffalo anything. Zero chance they do anything special. I mean, I don't even know if Joe Burrow will play, if I'm being honest. So, again, if Baltimore wins, you have got to jump. And I mean, fuck. And if you want to fucking think that Baltimore's going to win right now, then you got to go go bet Buffalo right fucking now. You got to go bet Buffalo right fucking now if you like Baltimore. If you think it's 50 50 or if you like Pittsburgh, then you fucking hammer fucking Cincinnati right now. You fucking hammer. That's the only way I would tell you to play this game. Why would. Go ahead. Why would Buffalo show anything because if can't I mean when Kansas City beats Denver I mean they can't they're not going to gain anything no they, they got to win this game to, to stay for, for ahead for the number one seed they have right. they, Buffalo has to win this game yeah but I mean okay I mean Buffalo yeah, has to right. win the game no matter I, what, I they, what they've got motivation I see what no matter you're what. saying C- Cincinnati now now if the game starts playing out where Cincinnati's not showing anything, Buffalo's obviously not going to throw the kitchen sink at them, but they're not going to have to. But, but Buffalo has max, max motivation no matter what to go win this football game. Cincinnati, if Baltimore wins, they don't. They absolutely do not. They absolutely just fucking pack it in, call it quits, say, hey, we're not, you know what, Burrow's not even playing, you can fucking have this game, we don't give a shit, we'll see you in a fucking, we'll see you in a fucking couple of weeks. That's what they, they literally can and probably will say that. So again, if Baltimore wins the Sunday night game, you you either, you either have to be already betting Buffalo ahead of the time, or you gotta you gotta make a stand right now, hmm. closer you know closer to game time, and and make that bet because again, either way, there's only there's only really one way to make money in this game, and that's to find. Well, I, I should say, the best way to make money in this game is find the fucking max motivation on that. Like I said, if Baltimore loses. Cincinnati's all fucking in to win the division, so you know. Interesting. That's a that's an interesting. I don't. I don't. We'll see if that plays out that way. I don't. I don't know. Well, it's I mean, gonna play out one way or the other. So Baltimore's either gonna win or lose. So yeah, I still. I mean, I, if if Baltimore 
uh, wins. I and Cincinnati, Cincinnati has nothing to play for. They have nothing to play for here. I mean, other than just a, I mean, this is a team they could possibly face in the playoffs. And right. Well, so why would you show them anything? You wouldn't. Well, why would you even play Burrow? Not, not well, not, well, I mean, because winning, winning this game does does nothing for you. Why other would than you risk you, injury? Well, other than it's anybody. a measuring stick game, and you want you want to. Beat oh, the dude, it's not a. They're they're dude. They just went to the Super Bowl. They're way above a fucking dick. They're way above a pissing contest. They just went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, tell me where I'm wrong. Like, I'm just. I don't think you're asking. wrong. I just think it's interesting. I'd, I'd like to see. I hope that plays out so we can see how they play. How they play it. I I think it's a interesting theory, and we'll see how they how since he plays it. All right, boys and girls, will pay attention because that was all. Them wins coming <laughs> to the air tonight, baby. Have you all been waiting for it's time for those free SF picks of the week? Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. Yeah, this week we're gonna go with a big uh free pick. Fuck you to Bo Sevis. We're gonna take the Chicago Bears plus six and a bonus free pick. <laughs> Justin Fields goes over his rushing total. Come on. Hey, man, I hope that you are fucking right on that one because nobody hates Detroit more than I do. But, all right, uh, time for your college free pick of the week. Now, remember, boys and girls, you already have two laying on the board. But we're not being cheap like that. We're handing out more shit. TCU, those fucking horned frogs, plus seven and a half. First of all, TCU has already seen this team in uh, – Michigan, when they played Texas, very comparable O-line and a much better fucking running back in the man, Bijan Robinson, and they shut him the fuck down. TCU has a massive talent advantage on offense. They have a massive talent advantage in their coaching staff, and the dude with the magic in his fucking hands, Mr. Duggan. Michigan has not played anyone outside of Ohio State all year, Period. They play fucking St. Mary's School of the fucking Blind, and they know how to play Ohio State. That's that really isn't really isn't relative at this point. I think TCU actually wins this game outright, boys and girls. So as a bonus bet, bet best bet, let's go TCU money line and Washington money line for a pizza money parlay plus six sixty seven. Let's fucking go. Oh, I like it. All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for subscribing. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and both Sivas as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on.
God damn it, people never pay a bookie against Steven Tyler. Take us out, baby!